Yo, my name is George and welcome to Almost a Conversation. This is a podcast about conversations that we should be having. And these are my two school friends, Jamal and Tabore, known them both 15, 20 years plus. And, you know, this is just an extension of our group chat. And we are looking forward for you guys to check it out, subscribe and listen on all the normal platforms that you'd listen to podcasts on. So this episode is about something that I think all three of us are quite passionate about. Um, it's about the growth of black-owned businesses and supporting our community in that yeah. kind of way, you know. So, um, first question I want to ask you guys: What is the f- what was like the first encounter that you guys had with a black entrepreneur? You know, that's a word that gets thrown around. You got thrown around Very quite true. a lot when we were younger, but we didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say my dad. Okay. Yeah. yeah, my dad was the first one I could think of. Very. I suppose what was the first? What was your first initial thought of what an entrepreneur was back in the day when? You know, I didn't even think I know the word. I didn't really encounter the word and understand until I started watching uh, The Apprentice. Mm. Yeah, I never yeah. looked at my dad's entrepreneur. I just thought he owns his own business. Yeah, mm. yeah. That was all I thought. Mm. And then it wasn't until I started watching The Apprentice, going to college, and I'm like, so what is an entrepreneur? Is it just someone who works for themselves? What, what, what does it mean? What kind of characteristics do they, yeah. do they need? I think it's just an idea that keeps developing. Yeah. It keeps that. developing. Mm. I don't... At one point, I thought an entrepreneur was something very different (laughs) to what it is now. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's a developing thing. I think it's a bit fetishized as well now. People, I think it always has been. If I'm honest, like if I say my first encounter, I remember just you know when you used to watch MTV Base and stuff, Mm. and then I remember I think it was like there was a phase when you had Diddy coming up and you had Jay Z coming Mm, up and then Fifty Cent, and everyone had the shoe line, everyone had clothes. Mm And it all start with music and then they'll be like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, big business, all of this, mm. you know what I mean? And then, yeah, you'll have people that, like it, w- it was the rite of passage, like a rapper will come out, make a big song, make a line of shoes, make a clothing line, mm. and then they're an entrepreneur, do you know what I mean? Mm. But um, now when I see it, because I, I follow this page about the, some of the deals and investments that a lot of musicians made yeah, yeah, yeah. that are quite lucrative and there's so much more to being an entrepreneur than just owning Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a shoe line and being a rapper I used to think an entrepreneur has to be someone that's famous and in the limelight yeah. rather than in the, in the background making certain moves happen exactly. I suppose that's where it comes from the fetishising of it it's that it's always in the what people see an individual doing rather than what the person's doing yeah, yeah exactly I mean. exactly. Um, but yeah in terms of my first encounters probably as, as, you, as you said T <clears throat> I didn't know what an entrepreneur was is just someone that owned their own business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say my uncle, okay. whilst he was working for BT's standard job, he would mm. always be he started building <coughs> the side on, yeah, yeah. On, the, on the side, mm-hmm. always working. Like this guy never stopped working, and even to this of, day, even to this day, yeah. fruits of his labor has shown. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. a person that would, the family would go to. Oh, we need a little bit of help yeah. with money and stuff. Like, oh, there you go. The rich uncle, isn't it? Yeah, the rich yeah. uncle. Mm. So yeah. That's probably my first encounter with so someone that, who's entrepreneurial. Even when you say that, my godfather, yeah. <clears throat> I remember one time I went to my godfather's house and he had the Sky, he had, he had this TV box. It wasn't Sky, but he could get any channel on it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, he just said, yeah, like, what do you want to watch? Do you want to watch football? Because I got it. And I used to have one to five. Mm. And I was like, oh, like, how do you? He's like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. But I'm... <laughs> If you know anyone that wants it, <laughs> hit me up. Let me know. Hit me up. But then at the same time, he used to be a car mechanic. He used to do, uh, uh, build websites for people and just mm-hmm. stuff like that. So he, you know, that guy that just does everything like a proper wheeler and dealer. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. he's one of them. And I think that's a very early form of an entrepreneur. Because even, like, even before that, I think we spoke in another episode about when we were in school mm. and I used to sell pens. <laughs> mm. I used to cook food in food tech, chicken. Yeah, that's, and then chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. That's dope. That's yeah, dope. That's dope. I, I, like I that. came home and I spoke to my. I, I was like, "Oh, mum." She was like, "Oh, where's the food that you cooked in food tech?" I, said, yeah. oh, I sold it. <laughs> yeah, I remember this actually. I, we yeah. could never yeah. done that in my school because the uh, food tech teacher would just eat we'll just all the good food. <laughs> like, in fact, she'll leave it there. She'll like, you have to make it cool down. She'll yum it, fam. Serious? No, you're lying. She'll munch it. Yeah, that's half of it will be gone. Like, I remember, and no one complained. Well, how could you complain? To who? To her? To, to the head teacher? Like, no. Are you eating my food, bro? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you like, can't yeah, eat yeah, man's food. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's wild. My mum would 
kick up a fuss. If she yeah. bought, that's why she was vexed because she she paid for the paid for the, the yeah, season yeah, yeah, yeah. and all the rest of it and the chicken. And it's a big deal and as I, well. You got, and then I went into school and just sold it. Like she wanted me to bring some home, but then when I spoke to my dad, my dad was like, "Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. good." There man. was always the, the kid playing. in school that used to sell, buy, go to the Tesco, buy donuts and yeah, 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 sweets yeah, and just yeah, 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 yeah. sell them individually when mm. you shouldn't be doing that. But yeah, where do you think? Where do you think that's from, though? Do you know what I mean? Like if 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 you. I think it's need for peace. Yeah. Yeah, Because the people I I know that did it, sorry, um, Jamal, the people I know who did it, yeah, they wanted wanted a bit of bread. And the things I did that were a bit entrepreneurial, it's because I wanted a bit of bread. Mm, 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 So when mm. I think about it, it's because I think it's A, the need for that, and B, just thinking outside the box. Just thinking like, how do I monetize something here? Mm. Do you need that? Okay, no, you don't need it. Let me grab that. Mm, mm, And you go mm, to school mm, and mm. think, all right, let me... Let me yeah, see what yeah. I can do. You might yeah. come back with 50p. And I think that's the bit about being, being an entrepreneur that people forget. Like when you're starting. You don't make no bread. <laughs> nah. You don't make nothing. <laughs> nah. yeah. Nothing. I'm sure I probably like would pay like a pound to buy a pens, yeah? And then sell them for like 20p each and make like a pound. <laughs> so mm. I made no profit, mm. but I'll be yeah. going around like, yeah, I sell pens. Like I'm a. No one in my school sold pens. It was always sweets. Yeah. Always sweets and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, croissants as well. Croissant, any, Remember, any type of Kingsley. food. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, per- the person, the big William Dillon at my year, in my school was Joy. This oh, yeah. guy was mm. profound for going to Tesco in the morning. We used to get off a couple stops before. Mm. He would stay on the bus, go to Tesco, get his stock, yeah, yeah, and yeah. come to school. He would make £100 <clears> plus a day. No. Yeah, serious? he used to make money. What's he doing like, now? He's, he, he's got houses now. Yeah, he it? does like houses and mm. so I think he just was that way inclined. Mm. He doesn't he didn't need money. He was his family were doing okay. Mm. All, all good. But I think he was just that way inclined that like he knew people wanted it. So he was like, I'll supply the goods for people. That's another thing I was thinking about. Yes, I was thinking about this yesterday. I can't remember why. But um so when you look at let's look at the hip hop scene now. Yeah, you yeah. look at the people who are big entrepreneurs now, you have a fifty cent 50 Cent, Jay-Z, Diddy. They're like the, I, I see the them, yeah, and Dr. The big, Dre, obviously. Yeah. You say Kanye? Kanye, yeah, in a different way. The reason why I say that though is because 50 Cent came up selling drugs. Jay-Z came up selling drugs. Mm. I don't know, I'm not too sure about Diddy, but I think- I, don't, I doubt Diddy did, no <clears> offense. But like, my point is, you see you see when, and same with Joy. Joy grew up trying to make a little change here and there. Yeah. Mm. Maybe seen as, or it wasn't. It was that was perfectly fine. But you have a lot of people that make illegal money and do it well. Let's be honest. Yeah. And then the minute they start making legal money, they start doing it just as well and mm-hmm. killing it. Do you think mm-hmm. that is a grind that's like instilled in them from something? Yeah. And then another thing I'd say about that as well is like, do you think how do how do I say it? It's like you know. There was a thing before when there was a 14 year old, no, it, it might have even been Elon Musk when he got caught hacking the FBI or something like that. Yeah. And they didn't send him to jail, they gave him a job. Mm-hmm. Do you think something like that needs to be put in place for the community now when you have people that are like, they're doing well, let's say they're doing well if, if the graft is selling drugs, but they can do so much better if they put that same energy into something that's legal or something that's productive, but instead they're kind of thrown into this Good question. You Criminal know. bracket. I think sometimes some of it is just rebelliousness mm. for some people because there are a lot of people doing their own thing and they're not making as much as they may appear. Yeah. Um, so you, it's hard to know like how much of it is people just being rebellious and how much of it is people really looking outside the box. Yeah. So I think that term, so it's kind of hard to decipher the two, but I do think there should be like a something in place where there's a program or something for people because I think giving an entrepreneur a job is like basically putting a lion in the cage. Yeah. It ain't gonna really do too much for them. Mm. So maybe more schemes to help people start their own businesses. If yeah, you yeah, see yeah. that these people are actually making good money mm. off the grid, why don't you get them on the grid to make money and produce it and put it yeah. into society? So there no. should be something, but yeah. that deciphering between rebelliousness and- I, th- I think it will be, because there's something lo- appealing to the trapping lifestyle. It's that it's obviously fast money and the lifestyle it also brings as well, also lures people into it. So uh, I think it's more 
appealing to the black community. Yeah, 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 facts. Yeah, I think it's a lot more appealing to the black community because I think when you look at the black community, yeah, and when you look at like films and things that are in popular culture about the black community, it's either musician, drug dealer, or sports person, and like, mm. literally that's. Or slavery, you get slavery a lot. Or slave, but like, I mean, showing the no, the positive, the yeah, positive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, like, pay, let's look. My favorite, one of my favorite films is Paid in Full. Paid in Full, yeah. Or American Gangster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like them kind mm. of things, and them them films show you. You don't really think about the bit after when they get caught and when mm-hmm. everything goes to pot. Just sad you, at the end of American Gangster when he gets caught. Of course, but you never think about that. You think about when he's in the mink mm. coat. Yeah, and he's exactly. On the so it's an appealing and lifestyle. And you're, imagine all that money, tax free fee. Yeah, tax free. Yeah, tax free. Yeah. <laughs> what got him caught as well, really, secretly. Yeah, but they, no one cares, bro. You never think about that. Or even the paid and forward, the best quote is, I love the game, I love the hustle, <laughs> like, all of that. You know what I mean? Like, you don't think about when he got shot in his yeah. hair and all the rest of it. You no. just think about that. So I think, um, do you think there needs to be a space where we, I don't know, how, how do you think we, encounter that and how do you how do we show people in our community that there is something or do we just build it and then show in our example do you bit know of both mean? bit of both and I think as well because the second part of this is generational wealth mm. if someone can stop your bread line you're never going to be build generational wealth mm. you're just not going to it's just, it's just too difficult obviously mm. we can all get stopped but you know what I mean like in terms of like trapping it can get stopped at all fraud it can get stopped at any point mm. yeah and the idea is, the hope is for a lot of people that are entrepreneurs is that you don't, you realize the game is a bit rigged. So you're trying to play it for yourself. Mm. But if that can get stopped, you have to understand that you've got to find a legitimate way to make peace. You've got to really, because this is only going to last for so long. Mm. And I think sometimes like George says, showing them that, don't show them the mint coat, show them the end. Yeah. Show how Frank Lucas actually spent most of his life after that. So he was in jail for a lot longer than he was rich. Exactly. Yeah. And that last concept of generational wealth, that money that lasts beyond you, mm-hmm. yeah, actually beyond your kids, really, yeah. that can't happen if you're in jail, in and out of jail. Yeah, yeah. That you. can't happen if your line just keeps getting stopped, stop, stop. You have to rebuild it, rebuild it. Yeah. I think showing them that side is a bit more, hopefully, <laughs> I don't know, but hopefully it hits more. Mm, hopefully. Mm, mm, mm. Do you think that's starting to happen now? Because you have things like Black Pounder, you have a lot of, like, you have um, Crep Protect, I think. You have people like J2K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People mm. like Stormzy's doing the murky books and all the rest of it. And you, there's a lot more of it happening now, I, f- I think. But then, you know, then I, it's hard because you have a lot of that happening. But I feel like more attention is being shone on negative stuff. Yeah, and I hear that. We're deeply conditioned to. Did you not see Lowski's interview with ZZ Mills? I haven't seen that. What's it saying? Well, he I says, this, it, yeah, he says the stuff he's talking about is just a facade. Mm. So I think if that bit there, where you understand this is this is a film, this is a song, yeah, an exact maybe a hyper exaggeration of what my life really is, mm-hmm. and it's just for fun, it's just to gas you up. Plus those positives that people are trying to do. Maybe you can see through the cracks, maybe, mm. but it is hard because when you're young, we know this, we all it's know the, this, it's, the, it's, it's the, appealing. It's, yeah. it's the like, audience that it's being projected yeah. onto. It's like they're very influ- influenced by a lot of things. Yeah. Mm. And if you, even if you're, just show them movies and stuff like that, they're like, yo, paid in full, these guys are making bread. Yeah, maybe yeah, I can yeah. do that with their naive mindset that- mm. all, I need is, is, all, all I need is not a snake in my group. Yeah, That's yeah, what you're yeah. thinking really when you're watching paid in full. Mm. Fully. Fully, and you think, oh, yeah, it's different for me because mm. exactly mm. because whatever. But yeah, I think there's definitely it is moving in the direction of more black entrepreneurs, and the consciousness of the community is going in that direction. I would say, um, okay. and being aware that, do you know what? If I can shop at a black-owned business, yeah. then cool. Yeah, why wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I don't think we should just if. It depends on the product, obviously. If the product is not the best, yeah, you still have to think about that sort of stuff. But yeah, I think there's definitely more awareness of that side of things. I still think there's a bit of a divide because, like, I don't know. For me, it's about ownership, and like, the main thing is ownership. Yeah, yeah. We have to own whatever it is that we're doing, or whatever it is. What was the thing that I said before? 
own who we are, own what we do, and build what we build what we own. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I think owning what we are, owning who we are, and owning what we do is good, and that's we're starting to do that. I think the building what we own is the part that's missing because. Like even I, I'm really tired of social media at the moment. Yeah, but I remember going <laughs> on social media, going on Twitter, and I saw a debate going on because there was a a, a, a a woman who's an artist, black artist, and she's selling her artwork for I think maybe like two hundred pounds or something like that. Yeah, yeah. First question was, oh, why is it two hundred pound? But someone can just splat a little bit of paint at a wall and because they have a name and they have artist, art that's out before they can sell it for just sell them for 50 grand 100 yeah. grand yeah but I, I think that's definitely in the black community it's like they either try to get it cheaper try to get a discount on your exactly. brother like give me a little little mm-hmm. piece off yeah. or they question you like why is it this, mo- this amount but they never question going outside the community when they pay for X, Y and Z when I go to Tesco I don't ask why can't, not even can't, I don't ask why cocoa butter is that much yeah. I just pay you get me but when it's or even like I remember having a show and selling tickets and the first thing people ask is oh, guest list mm. guest list this guest list that or I don't know but now I feel like it's hard because you, you kind of have to get to a stage where you show why yeah. it's this much and then you can start to do other things and then people won't question you as much but mm-hmm. I don't really think that should... I, I think that's a bit of a stigma that's in place that shouldn't exist as well. Do you think, yeah, because I've noticed this a little bit, that if there's a big corporation, big person, or majority of the time, a white cosign mm. on that business, that's when all of a sudden we justify the price. Yeah. Because if you look at... I remember people were talking about uh, Kanye yeah. and his interview with Joe Rogan recently, and they said, oh, he's still trying to appeal to... Um, I think they said upper class white people with mm. the kind of uh, music, sounds, art that he's trying to do. And I thought, he's actually, he keeps talking about selling to the black community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm starting to see it more that if they get, if, if, if black owned businesses get a white cosign, they're legit. They can charge you whatever. That artist can't do that, the one that's doing the 200 pounds paintings, because they ain't got the white cosign yet. Yeah. What gives you the right to th- make you think that? Do you mm. think it's a white cosign or do you think it's a person of status cosign? I think I'll say white cosign generally, but personal status can fit as well. Because yeah. Trapstar, they're doing great and they get endorsements more. Because Rihanna used exactly. to work back in the day and mm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think, well, I suppose people follow clout. Mm. As soon as someone, as soon as something's, people, more people are aware of what you do, then they're like, yo, let mm. me rock that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I think I remember seeing ages ago about this young uh, black owned business I think it was an apparel brand mm. and Chris Brown hit him up was like yo I love your designs mm. can you uh, send me some stuff I'd love to, mm. to wear it mm. and the guy was like yo shit yo dope Chris Brown's hollering at me but hey, that's gonna be $60 please yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and Chris Brown was like Wait, what $60 for like I'm that I'm Chris Brown fan. Like, yeah. I'm not paying for the clothes. And you've got to think that, obviously, giving Chris Brown the clothes will obviously make his brand blow up. Mm. But at the same time, he's a struggling business owner. Like, it's, it's, it's a... You should have taken the gamble, if you ask me. Yeah, I think you should have. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 what money, $60 is to Chris Brown. True. And I even, I, I, so we got the, the chains that we're looking to yeah. sell soon, yeah? So I, I, I messaged Masego. A lot of the people that I messaged about gifting yeah. them, um, I messaged Masego and I said, oh, I'm going to, like I want to give you one of these. He said, "I'll take one, but I need to buy it. Yeah, like yeah, I just yeah. need to buy it. I'm not, I'm not gonna let you give it to me for free. Like yeah. I need to put some money in your pocket. And I think now, people are starting to see the value of of building it and yeah. actually starting a oh, what's the word micro um, economy. Micro economy yeah, where yeah. people are paying for services rather than we're just giving each other things for free. Like you're." Uh, you know, because we're doing the, we're doing something and it deserves something, so give it what it deserves. Do you know what I mean? Crabs in the barrel mentality, all the rest of it. But mm. um, why do you think? Because I never knew about that before. I didn't really see that before. Why do you think it's only that kind of energy is coming now? Do you think it's because what's happened this year, or a little bit, a little bit, a little bit? And I think re- people starting to there's bigger theories into this year, but people are starting to realize the game is rigged. Mm. And like, if you want to generate power, 
wealth is important. It's not the only thing, but it's very important. Yeah. And if you can put that in a, like a insular community, hmm. you can generate real power when you can affect people economically, you can affect change more likely. Yeah. Hmm. And I think that's why people are more inclined to write, all right, you're charging something that I may not want to do mm, or mm, pay, sorry, mm. but a bit more willing to do that. I think before it was that mentality, oh, come on, man, like, put me on. Because if I if you give it to me for free now, I might pay for it later. Yeah, yeah. Well, now it's like, let me just pay because let me support my own community mm. because of everything that's happened. And I think people are seeing the game more. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think like the whole, because there has been a real movement. Yeah, I'm not, like I said, I'm not the, a massive social media fan yeah but I think one thing that's really good is the whole introduction of Black Pound Day that's good as a big like movement you know what I mean I, and, and I remember seeing it and the first thing I saw was why why Black Pound Day why can't you do Black Pound Week and I thought oh like <laughs> Like, what are you, do you know what I mean? I just thought, what are you doing? Like, why are you, yeah, why think are you, why are you doing yeah, that? I don't want to but, say anything, but people, people can be very, our, neg- our community can be very negative sometimes. Yeah. Anytime, if there's, you always find, we've been oppressed for so long, you, you just question everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be Black History Month. Why Black History Month? Okay, I, I understand those arguments. I actually get it. Mm. But like, it's funny, you, we get something positive and the first thing we do is, why? Mm. What's the point of it? We don't think, okay, this is a star, let's expand. Yeah. You never really get that. Mm. Got to start somewhere. Come on. <clears throat> yeah. So you think things like Black Pound Day and just more like of a public energy towards buying black is a good start, yeah? Definitely. Mm. Question for you both. What what is what do you see as the end goal? Like ideal end goal? That's, that's a, a that's difficult a one. question. Yeah, I would exactly. say, yeah. Uh, second part of this is the generational wealth thing. I think things that have happened just this year as, and as I get older, I realise like me having peas is not as important of me passing it down. Mm. And I think if people understand that concept, it's not that, because I remember I was talking to someone and they were thinking about having a child, yeah? Like, mm. yeah, I can buy my kids, I can buy my kids clothes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Yeah, and I yeah. get it like because you come yeah. from a place where like you were grateful for being fed every time mm. so now you are, you can buy your kids nice clothes yeah. but like yeah. generational wealth is further than that where you're like when my kid finishes maybe be sec- um, college university I can give them something I can, I can give them a job or I can give mm. them a business to work on yeah. mm. like it's not just buying people things it's, I, I think if we understand the concept of like handing things down being able to put your child in on the property ladder yeah, yeah, without yeah. them going through the struggles that we have to go through. Yeah. Yeah. That, is, that is that step. No, we, definitely. The really it. important step. I remember, yeah, I went on tour a few years ago with this band called The Parades at the time. Mm. All white guys, really, really nice guys, yeah. And um, one of the guys, we were all turning 21 over the time we were touring. So everyone had their 21st birthday, their 21st birthday presents. I think, I don't even remember what I got for my 21st birthday. I think I got like, a watch or something like a little ni- a nice That's watch nice. and I'm very grateful for yeah. it then but I remember the drummer was it the drummer in the band the drummer in the band for his 21st birthday he got 21 shares in Apple Ooh. yeah and I thought I thought that's a sick present man because then that person's never going like, that's something that that person's going to have mm. for yeah. years and and it's just an instant it's like giving someone a house do you know mm. what I mean yeah. it's no, just yeah, like giving d- someone definitely. a house and I yeah. think that same, like you're saying, the understanding of that, like, why do you need clothes? If you want to buy clothes, I'll give you the means so you can make some money to buy yourself clothes, so it's not a problem, but what I'm giving you so much great, greater in value than a Gucci jacket, that's, you're, that you know what I mean? Like, no fade one cares away in five years. Yeah, one thing I've, I remember seeing is that the way, the mentality between rich people and poor people maybe in Rich Dad Poor Dad, I think, yeah, um, yeah. I saw the concept, is that rich people see something, a guy like, cool, got this 500 pound watch, mm. I wanna buy, I really like it. How do I make more money to buy that? Mm-hmm. Whereas poor people like, how do I save money mm. to buy that? Yeah, yeah, so it's already a yeah. negative progression. Mm. That's Rich Dad Poor Dad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah. And, but yeah, I think it's definitely down to passing things down. And you definitely see that with other communities, that like when someone turns a certain age, or when grandparents pass away, mm. 
people have bands yeah. mm-hmm. to, to get passed down inheritance. Okay. I was even reading something as well about different communities about how the pound circulates within their community yeah. or the whatever currency circulates. Mm-hmm. And I think in the Chinese community, it's like if you have one dollar, let's say, it would circulate for about I think 21 days before it leaves the community. With the black community, it lasts five hours. Crazy. Five hours, yeah. Five hours. And, that, and I think shirt. people who are not in our community and in our community as well, they don't realise how detrimental that is to our own progression. Yeah. Like how that is just so quick. In 21 days to five hours is like, that's stupidly different. I also feel like nepotism, yeah. Nepotism is when you give someone pre- preferential treatment, right? Based on yeah. your, your family. Based on your family. And yeah. I believe in nepotism. And I'm, I think cool. it, I'm, I'm for it. I'm all for it in the, right, in the right circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think nepotism is good, but I think us as a black community, we are either conditioned to believe or whatever. The reason why we believe, we believe nepotism is a bad thing. And we believe like we should look elsewhere before. Or like, so for example, um, and there's so many reasons behind it. Like I remember one time um, we had some people come and fix my fence, yeah? Mm. And we have these people, we have a guy called Rodney, a Jamaican guy. He usually comes around and does most of the stuff on the housework. Mm. But for some reason, my mum wanted to get someone else mm. to do the fence. So there was a, a they picked, a, they, they reached out to whoever was there mm. and um, like I think four white people ended up coming and fixing the fence mm. and they did a terrible job like they did a really terrible job but they charged but they charged double the price that um, Rodney would have charged mm. and I remember speaking to my mum after and think, I, I, I just thought what made you what made you want to do mm. that like, what made you want to do that why she said oh because they charged more I assume they did a better job mm. you get me so, Was it, did she say anything negative against Rodney no, 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 no. She said, well, they chose just, just, I think he wasn't available or something. Like okay. That. Something simple. Just to bounce off that, my, I recently got my, my garden done at my, at my crib and we got this, some yard jump Jamaican yeah, done yeah, yeah. to come and fix it up. The Don did a terrible job for him. Mm. And one thing that my mum said is like, feeding into that stigma of, that's why you don't go to, to, to that's why some black people are just not yeah, on yeah, job. Yeah, 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 I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that countless so it's, times. It's, mm. It's weird, like, it's a weird, it's a weird kind of tug of war you're in. Yeah. Of, we're our own worst cr- enemies, man. Yeah, literally. Mm. Our own like, worst enemies. I believe, obviously, if you're an entrepreneur, you should be able to do the best job possible. Yeah, I agree. Don took ages to do the job. Like, it was just a bad experience. A bad what did he do? Experience. What did he do for you? Refurbished the whole garden. That's what we wanted to be oh, okay. done. It's the whole yard food shop dilemma, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, we keep going <laughs> back. So the, dumb, you know. We keep going back because the food's banging, yeah. But I've like, people we, say I can make it in my yard. If you can make it in your yard, make it in your yard. No, it's but do you know what is my thing is the customer service is terrible. terrible. It is terrible. But it's so that, terrible. But, but we let it with the yard experience, it's like that's what you go like. If you if the customer experience is terrible. You know the food's banging. No, but that's not that's true. Co- that's, that's actually not true. Not that's not true. true. <laughs> the thing is, we <laughs> say that's true. true. I think we say that's true as an excuse. As an excuse. Yeah, I hear it. As an I excuse. I don't think it's actually true. I think we're just... Conditioned to... Like, imagine imagine going to wherever, yeah? I don't even know. STK or GBK or I don't know. Yeah. Any... Or Miller and Carl. Any white-owned uh, businesses, business yeah, that sells food. And the service was bad. First thing we do is complain. Yeah. First thing that would happen when we complain, the customer service will come back and be like, "Oh, do you have the name of the person that served you on vouchers and stuff?" And they do with that. Here's some vouchers. Here's some da 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 da. Here's it. They say, "No, you you ain't got nothing. You come in. Oh, you have chicken? Nah. (laughs) You got beef, beef and cheese patty. (laughs) Nah, we don't have that." You're like, "All right." So, have did you not see that thing trending on Twitter? Yeah, there was this girl. She went to a Nigerian restaurant. I think. I don't want to bait them out, but they're quite popular. Is it in South? Yeah. Is it in West Norwood? No, it's in a, oh, I'm going to bait out. It's Oak Kent Road. Like Oak Kent Road, yeah, kind of thing. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and she, she ordered, she ordered jollof rice and something. They gave her white rice and the, and the thing. <laughs> yeah. and she's like, oh, you gave me the wrong thing. And they're like, be sensible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't mean, because I've been there and their food's great in it. So I'm not trying to get onto them, but it's yeah. like, 
that is that, that's a violent that's a response, fun, you, know? you can get <laughs> you should be fired for that but i'll say this year because i don't know if it's chick-fil-a or popeyes but one of them is notorious in america for having terrible and aggressive customer service yeah. Yeah. to the point where people go there now to just experience how yeah, bad it is. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking- That's what the yard food ex- example. It kind of is, but can they turn that into something? Can, do you know what I'm saying? Can we turn that very negative experience, which we all actually find funny in a way, although it's jarring because they never have the food you want. <laughs> can you, can we turn that into a, something positive? I suppose, yeah. Like, an ex- like a, a tourist attraction almost. Yeah, I but that's, that's, that's my point. So like, for example, Oh, uh, smart people would find a way to monetize that and turn it into something something that's profitable mm. yeah? like you you would what are you trying to say though we don't do that for ourselves yeah. we, can't, we don't actually see the gap in the market like that I think mm. you have people that stand out so I, I remember even just small things so I remember Terrell Lewis yeah nah. T- uh, Boost back in the oh, day oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, someone put out a big think piece about him being unemployed or, and they and jobless hmm. so he brought out t-shirts and has hashtag jobless hmm. and made money it's hmm. just simple simple things like that I think yeah, that's yeah. an entrepreneurial mindset that people need to get in, mm. into even like for example even this like we were just chatting mm. and I was like oh can't we just can we just yeah, make a podcast yeah, yeah. and make something out of it and make something tangible that we own and that's turn it into an asset because mm. it's a day to day habit of mm. ours so let's turn our habits into assets mm. you know what I'm saying but I don't think that I don't think everyone thinks like that in our community and also we don't hold ourselves to a high enough standard to do these kind of things as well. Do you know what I mean? Which is, but it's starting to happen yeah. slowly. It's starting yeah. to happen slowly. I think we're starting to hold ourselves to um, higher standards, but we're also, we also need to be respectful that we're, we're trying and we're still very new in this. As yeah. a community, we're not used to having, we're not and used to owning things. And I think we, like we were saying, yeah, and like you said about the customer service, I think sometimes black-owned businesses don't know how much they actually represent. Mm. Like, to see a black-owned business, a, 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 a black man own his own shop, that's what powerful. So when, you're, when I'm asking for chickpeas and you're giving me prawns, <laughs> you've just... You've tarnished more than just your restaurant. Mm. You made me think, oh, yard shoots are long, bruv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question. And they don't realise that. Question, do you, so do you think as a black owned business, the minute someone's known to be black owned, there's a pressure on them or a weight? Absolutely, yeah, man. absolutely. Because it goes back to the thing about one black person represents the whole community mm. in the eyes of both within the community and outside of the community. Mm, mm, mm. So if you have that stick, that judgment on you initially, then of course. Yeah. But then do you think we need to be a bit more forgiven I think treat each other as individuals like you can't judge obviously based on experience but you can't judge a new experience based mm. off no evidence at all mm, mm. I think so I was seeing the um, Obama did an interview the other day with Breakfast Club yeah. and one of the big parts was they said did you, do you feel like you did enough for black people and he always said when you become a black person you enter a, a certain space and this one was talking about owning something yeah you're judged very, very harshly. Very harshly. And it's almost, you're judged by standards that are almost impossible. Mm. You can go to a restaurant that's actually quite good. You have one bad experience. Yeah. Tiny, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. This is why you can't mess with black people when it comes to their thing. Mm. So I think it's going to take, again, it's one of those things that's going to take years to overcome because we do judge people very, very differently because, of where, because they are black. Mm. And owning a business, we, we see it like you don't know what you have. You don't know how, how special it is. So when you see anything that kind of diminishes that or it's a poor representation of that, it kind of, it does let you down a little bit. You, I, I, I'll be honest, it does, I do feel that they've let the team down. Mm. But at the same time, they are an individual and they may not have yeah. chickpeas that day. That's my thing. I mean, rather than, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think it, it very quickly, when it's the black community, I think it very quickly becomes a witch hunt. Yeah which is wrong, yeah. which is cancel culture, all the rest of it. That's what I mean. Shouldn't there be a, an effort to be like, yo, let's help these guys. Let's tell them what they're doing wrong. 
the people who need, you know, there needs to be a conversation where we're like, oh, this is what we need. This is what you're doing. This is the shortcomings. They need to listen and be like, okay, we understand and hear what you're saying and we are going to try and improve on this. Do you know what I mean? That's I think there needs to be though. some sort of dialogue that, and I think once you have those sort of dialogues, because I think this this whole cycle of someone coming up and then the minute something goes wrong, we're going to tear them down. Mm. That's going to keep happening until we have those sort of, di- until we have those kind of dialogues. Yeah. I think people need to be receptive to listening though, because it's difficult to, to be, because some of these people, yeah, that own these yard shops or African cuisines, they're good cooks. Yeah, fully. They're good cooks and they're working hard. So when you tell them they're doing something wrong, it's, it, it's, it's more than just, oh, you, had a, you made a, a slight mistake. It's way more than that. Mm. And I think in order, like, in order to really get good at something, grow something, you've got to be a student of it. Mm. Understand that no point do you, have you mastered it. Yeah. At no point. And I think people, because we've been to yard shops and we've said, this is not right. And they're almost arguing with you as if it's, as if you're wrong. I did mm. not order this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think people need to like, as much as we need to be patient and understand that we're growing something here and this is good, mm. people also need to be receptive to listening and understand mm. you are never too big for correction ever. Yeah, you never yeah, yeah. know too much. And that is a very important part. Very, very important. I think it goes outside of just just yard food shops. and just No, I'm just using them as an example. As well, but like, cause even I think, one thing that I'm finding really positive like hair products and skin products yeah mm. buying them from black black owned businesses the products are better man like they, they genuinely they I are, just I'm like look at my hair bruv of course <laughs> look at my hair I'm not Restored, man, my, you get me, <laughs> <laughs> look at my hair man like yeah no 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 I couldn't grow my hair, do you know mm. what I mean? And now, only now that I'm buying from black owned businesses where I know all the ingredients that are in it, mm. flourishing, bro. So yeah. I think- yeah. and, they, and you don't realize that's, they've been doing that for years, that skill of making their own thing. A lot of monitor- people, that's, a lot of, yeah. that's what I mean about turning your habits into mm. assets, isn't it? Because a lot of people, like, so the person that I buy my products from, she, um, this white, a company called YSA, she just makes products for her children. Mm. And she's mm. been making products for her children. You she makes in a bathtub? Was, in a bathtub, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From, when she was, from when they were born. Yeah. And it's just good. So she thought, oh, let me just sell it. I mm. think that's another thing that needs to get instilled into that's us. That's a talent. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, I think it's definitely is... coming up with our generation though. But even, I think it was there, but maybe not in an, as an abundance as it is growing into now. I think we had this conversation of... before. I think the generation before us were living to survive. Yeah. Also, they didn't have the internet. This is direct. You, you go direct to the consumer now. Mm. There is not that that middleman where you're like, I don't know how to start it. Because mm. I know some people who have started their own thing, yeah, um, recently, and they're like in their fifties. Mm. Yeah, and it's because you have that direct to consumer relation. The internet has got a lot of negatives to it, but that is one That's massive true. positive, yeah, massive yeah, yeah. positive. That's true. But I think also you, it, it is hard though, man. It is hard being a be, being a business owner if you speak to them. It is really, really hard. So when, when we come with this criticism, we do have to also bear in mind that it should be constructive as well. Yeah, yeah, it should, should be, be constructive, constructive as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So question, um, with entrepreneurship and you know, business, mm. uh, just knowing about business, do you think it starts with education or do you think that's something that we've been lacking? In? Yeah, yeah, it definitely starts with education. Like I think even growing up personally, I wasn't really taught different ways about making money mm. you were just taught get a job and that's it really yeah, yeah whereas yeah. there's you, you just find out there's so many different ways to just get that bread where does the education come from Do, should it be from school like in school you're taught about <clears throat> I think yeah definitely schools should teach be more diverse with what they teach in terms of um, different ways of earning income mm. and taxes and all that sort of stuff um, but at the same time, I don't think you should rely on the state too much to educate your children. I've got a yeah. question here, yeah. So also home home needs to be a big yeah, factor. that's important. But if, so... Or community. But I think if we're doing I've got a in, question. I've got a question, yeah. Sorry, George, yeah. So we're talking about school, so we're thinking really what? Yeah, we're talking about year 70, year 11, really, innit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember being in year 7 and year 11? How the attention span of some of these kids, yeah, as you're an adolescent, to sit down and understand, okay, how to make money, mm. the complexities of tax. Yeah. Do you think they're going to process that? No, but it's still in their subconscious. 
You think so, so? like Pythagoras' theorem, some people don't even know how to calculate it now as an adult, mm. but you still understand mm. what it is. So if you have that in the back of your mind, you and you have to sort out your taxes, you'll come up with a t- key term to search, and then you already have that mm. backward exposure to it. Mm. So it's not fresh off the, off. Yes, yeah, you know. Fresh. What, yeah, I disagree. I think that kids can pay attention, and I think give the kid the right thing to learn about. They want to do it. I don't care about Pythagoras' theorem. I'm not going to lie. I don't care. Like, when I was being taught in school, they never told me why I was being taught what I was being taught. Mm. If they're teaching me about stocks and trading and property and so saying, oh, if you do this, you're going to be rich <laughs> or you're going to have an asset that you can pass on to your children. And that's, that's slightly misleading if you taught someone like that, though. That'd be slightly not necessarily. misleading. Because... Not necessarily. Not, the or re- you're seeing the end. Pro- do you know what is you're seeing the end product and what you're the doing. Potential me doing product. Me learning about Pythagor- Pythagoras theorem or right angles or obtuse and acute angles mm. or any of the rest of it. I actually don't know. All it was was to get me into university, to get yeah. me a degree, and then to get me a job, not to get me assets. I, I, I think. I think. I think. I think. Yeah. Because I, I like when you said it, like your community and your family is important because mm. I've taught before. And the demands on the teacher is high. 100%. High. And kids don't, like, honestly, I'm not calling kids dumb. I'm never doing that. But it is hard for them to really grasp these things. And sometimes I will, like, there's things that we can talk about and you want to go into more depth. Mm. But it's, like, they're not even, they're not, the basics are quite hard to understand. So to teach someone the basics of what, like, how to get a mortgage, you might spend the whole term on mm. just the basics, where they go, oh, what was the point of that? And then it's an option for them in GCSEs, ah, whatever, let me just do the stuff that's easy. So I think we gotta be really careful about saying, like you said, you can't rely on the state too much, and then you gotta allow kids to be kids. The whole, the, the fun part of being a child for us was, mm. we didn't have too much to worry about. And I think at some point, I think universities and colleges are more responsible because you're growing up, money is important. But I think when we're talking about young kids, People in year 70, 11. I don't know if it's going to help because we had like what PSA classes? Is it what's it? PSHE. PSHE, where we talked about anxiety at one point. Yeah. Ain't no one took that into seriously. When Mr. McCarty was talking about, I was like, but at the same time, like, the, I understand the, where you're coming from, but the fact that they've been exposed to it, it helps. It yeah, helps. It, it does it help. And also, when you go further into it, seeing an end goal helps. Like, if you see the end goal, if they say, you know, this potentially, if you learn about mm. this, potentially in the future you could do this. Whereas, literally, what, what, I, I dropped out quite early. Because George, by the way, is really good at maths, people, you know. I'm great, uh, I'm He's great really at maths, good I at just... maths. So this, because like, also... you're saying you didn't care, there might be a kid out there that ain't good at maths. And if he says he don't care, he's never gonna be good. Nah, you're good also, at maths. I'm also a college dropout and a university dropout. And the reason why job? the reason why I was a college dropout and a university dropout is because I didn't actually see what me learning about these things were doing, innit? So like for me personally, if I'm going to university now, if I go back and do a degree, it's because I want to learn about something for the a reason. Love of it. Not to get a degree to get me a job. So that yeah, that's sense. not that's I not I think they, that they, they, the things that get taught aren't that they aren't given Real world examples. Exactly. So, exactly. in English, point evidence explain. That's a of great a argument. Key, yeah. key structure of a of an essay. Mm. Use that on a day to day basis. Exactly. You have your point and explain it and yeah. make make a comment a about point. it. But you're not taught of that how you can apply that in the real world. Even with Pythagoras' well, theorem, you apply that. Going what's Elon Musk? Do? What does what does Elon, Elon Musk do? He's a he's a he's an engineer fundamentally. Am I not? Am I wrong? Mm. Fundamentally, he's an engineer. Mm. That comes from his understandings of physics and maths. I'm not saying people, if you learn maths, you're gonna become, you're gonna own the next Tesla. Mm. But like their scalability with almost anything. Mm-hmm. We, I think I said in one other episode about, like they never teach you how like, if you're a smart person can be really good at arts, but you think traditionally a smart person is a good English, maths and mm-hmm. science. I think if we show the scalability, like you're saying, like the, any of these, can be monetized and it's the skill to monetize it. That skill, I don't know how teachable that is. But then at the same time, there's, there shouldn't be, there's a reason why so why all these Forex trading things are so popular on Instagram right now. You know, you get those, these stories mm. about, oh yeah, I was 21 and I did this and then I did Forex and I became a something, something. They're lying. And then people are exposed to that at the age of 
probably like let's say 21 or maybe 18 or whatever yeah. but it's something that you have to do outside of school mm-hmm. or you have people that are good in business that their parents were entrepreneurs and they've learned from their parents mm. and that's where they've got their education from so for me there's education outside of school which is very important very very important Critical. but then why isn't that education in school as well like why can't it be alongside what is currently there because some kids some kids yeah like education is is a challenge yeah it's but a challenge. It's, it's, it's a challenge for them not only i'm not saying they're dumb i'm saying like to even sit for me to, in, from like the age of year one to i would say year four to just sit down to just sit down was hard just that's sit down not, and that's focus. Not my point, to tell to then tell someone who has similar battles or stronger or those kind of battles to sit down and just focus on this thing because there's a it's hard that's not my point it's, it's, it's hard that's not my point my point is why isn't that in the curriculum alongside what's already it should there? be it should be but I can understand I think it's again I would say I would target that from like year 10 and above I wouldn't there's some fundamentals to just learning that you need to understand because like I said mortgages we I still am just learning about what a more how to get a mortgage all the different plans in it, it they're, mm. they're not small stuff do you know what I mean I'm just saying like it's not as easy as uh, but, but I think, I you, think if you set co- people up in the right way that when they go out into the world yes. they will yeah, know yeah, more yeah, about yeah. it so there shouldn't be you shouldn't be still learning about it you should know a considerable amount mm. and then be just adding things to your thing and, and topping it off and then learning more and more and more like there shouldn't be a reason why you shouldn't know the I agree. D- at minimum the basic definition of a mortgage do you know what it is mm. I think the concepts are taught like a mortgage and borrowing money and loans is taught in school mm-hmm. percentages is taught yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not the real world example exactly, is not given yeah, mm-hmm. yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah you can have uh, Tommy has four apples if you take 10 like who cares about apples and Tommy <laughs> yeah give but me about break down the maths of it yeah you can break down the maths of it in in terms the real of world example the real world yeah, yeah, but yeah, again yeah. it's that like, why is that not Maybe it's down to just the teacher's hands may be tied and what they can bit, t- yeah. deliver. Mm. Who knows? So you think it's overall like a curriculum thing? Yeah. I think curriculum, but examples I'm, as well. Yeah. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes the examples are just like, who gives Trivial. Dots yeah, about yeah, yeah, apples. Yeah, yeah, but I think yeah. sometimes when you... The reason I say this is like, imagine you've got, a, fo- you got a, a young team, yeah? A young football team that you're coaching, let's say under nines or something. Imagine you're teaching them about pressing. You wouldn't break it down like, oh, you got to press in these angles like that. You wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You got to start with like, go to your man. Do you get what I'm saying? You break it down in really small chunks, mm-hmm. so it's more digestible. That's what I think is missing though, because there's nothing. About doesn't you don't get the scale? Bit, yeah, no, yeah. It doesn't. Don't even start. Yeah. I didn't even know what a mortgage was until. Was like, my dad used to say mortgage, mortgage. I, was like, <laughs> I don't know what a mortgage is. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, I, I think. I, can, I think we can agree that there is a need for education mm-hmm. outside more of school that, and inside that, yeah. of school as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More than what's currently happening. Yeah. But yeah. Final question. Each of you are given 100 bags. What do you do with it? 100,000 pounds for those. 100,000 pounds, sorry. Not, yeah, not yeah, down with the lingo. From the hood. Yeah, <laughs> 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 um, yeah 100,000 pounds. Yeah. What do you do? You don't have to be specific in what you yeah, do as yeah, well. Yeah. Just what do you do? Like, do you, do you spend? Do you? I think it'd be. I think people, everyone. Would, if we, if I sat here and said I'm going to invest in this, I'm going to start this bit, I'd be lying. Mm. I'd be like, I would do that. Yeah. But I would, yeah, there would be a little bit of you know, <laughs> there's some couple things I need. Yeah. But I think get that Gucci belt, yeah. No, 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 no. I don't wear, I don't wear leather. I don't wear leather in it. So you ain't gonna get a leather Gucci belt. It could be fabric. <laughs> <laughs> that wants me to. Oh, uh, no. I think I would definitely. The first thing I would think is, how do I make more? Yeah, that'd that be the first thing in my head. Like, how do I yeah. make more? Um, how do I turn this into that? I would probably look into stocks more. Um, and I would almost certainly start a business where I sell hours as opposed to product product yeah. I, could, I think I could you could go product I would do further down the line I think product businesses anyone that does it knows that it's it's a difficult business it's yeah, difficult yeah. you need a lot of capital and I'd be scared personally mm. that that 100k could go like that especially that I've got I'm starting with 100k I might be a bit excited and so I would sell I would think of a business that I can sell hours as opposed to people diversify my income yeah. and then small 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 splash yeah small small 
Small, small splash. Might even just be like a crib, but. Yeah. That's not even a splash, though. It's an asset. Crib, yeah. What could we get for a hundred bags, man? No, I'm not gonna put oh, the whole thing on. The, I was on about the, to say, uh, I was gonna say, well, the mortgage put, thing, yeah? yeah, yeah. What are you talking? Of course, bro. <laughs> yeah, you still have to have the income for that, but okay. True. Hmm? True, because I've I've read somewhere that a house can be more of a liability than an asset. Yeah, I've read yeah. that. That's why I said, that's why I said maybe a crib, maybe. Hmm. Mm. Um, yeah, I think my mindset will just be investing in different companies, stocks, yeah. shares, and then in different. Yeah, and I would love to start again I think a company that sells expertise mm. and as you said ours rather than a, a physical thing mm. would be the avenue I would like to go yeah. down um, honestly yeah, and, and donate as well for, yeah, I was going to say first thing I'd do is give, is give away yeah, I'd yeah, give a, percent, a charitable 10%. donation to yeah. my parents <laughs> because well to be fair when I signed the first thing I did was gave give gave my parents bees mm. before anything, and I also I, I believe that you need to give, if it, even if it's time or money, you need to give, and I think once you give, you're you're open to receive. You're open to receiving, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. I'd give away first. Um, I also think you have to spend money to make money. Yeah. So I wouldn't put anything in savings. I'd treat like if I not had like a, a stock bit. account, not even a little bit. I put I put like a little bit for a rainy rainy day, but. Mm. I'd put it in stocks and stuff like that. Because when you even, just on a technical basis, if you're thinking about a savings account, the interest that you generate from a savings account is like 2%, yeah, or yeah. probably less than 2%. Whereas if you put that into a portfolio, a stock portfolio, that can become 10%. Some saving accounts do... Over time, though, yeah. over time. But that if you put it into stocks, hmm. that can become 5% or 10% yeah. very, very quickly hmm. or or not. So I'd treat, I'd treat stocks as, as a savings account. And... Um, try and use the money that I profit that I yielded from those to pay for my luxuries mm. like a car or like whatever I, or you know whatever, you drip, I, whatever yeah, drip or yeah. splash I wanted <laughs> to get you know yeah. what I'm saying George is going for the Gucci belt <laughs> I had one when I was 16 and I sold it in like a in like a month yeah. like an idiot that was the first time I realised that bruv remember I bought it off of a thingy um Sally is it real? I bought it for two bills. Yeah, I, I don't know. I sold it for one. I don't know if it, from him. I'm not sure, man. I bought it for two hundred pounds. <laughs> I sold it for one hundred and twenty pounds a month later, and then I thought, yeah, find that. Do you know what I mean? But like I said, the first thing I would do is give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the rest, I'd put it into things that can, in the long term, build give, me more profits. So yeah. that I'm all right. Yeah. Cool. Diversify your portfolio. Be- Diversify that portfolio. Yeah, that's, that's what it's about. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs>